Welcome to Fitness in the World with Benjamin Kasanji. There is, there, is, there is this joke, I saw it's very fun, but this one is just Kenyan. It's, it's those who are not in Kenya may not understand. So this one said, Nyumbayako, Kiberiti, ni Rhino. Unga, ni Ndovu. Sufuria, ni Simba. Bwana, you call him Fisi. Woni, iyo, ni Game Park. <laughs> Maybe for those who are not who are not Kenyan, this 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 is there are brands in Kenya that are animal, they are named after animals. So brand for matchboxes, brand for maize flour, brand for saucepans, cooking pots, brand for yeah. Then now you call your you call your husband an animal also. You call your husband hyena or something. So, are you not living in a game park? Yeah, so today, I, I, I want you to, if you're writing a title, I want you to write this. Write, how much authority do I have? So you as a child of God, how much authority do you have? Have you ever thought about that? How much authority do you have as a child of God? Now, we've talked about his love, his unconditional love. And when he created man in Genesis, he said, let's make man in our own image. And he will have dominion on earth. He will have authority on earth. He will reign on earth over the creatures, creeping things, crawling things, and all that. So all authority was given to man. That's to Adam and Eve. And one thing that you realize is that it wasn't conditional. God did not say, if he does this and this, he will have authority. It wasn't conditional. Now, authority that angels had was just conditional. Angels had things to do right. And that is why we see that when the devil violated it, he was kicked out. Now, when you read in Isaiah, and I think it's also it is Ezekiel, when he's prophesying about Lucifer, how thou art fallen, you are what cherubim with these pipes, wind pipes, and what, how beautiful the devil was. We'll get into that maybe next Sunday. What, how beautiful he was. He talks about him, pride came up in him. And you see, I feel this pride came up in him, and there was envy. Because of how God had given man authority, which was not conditional, yet for the devil, he could lose. He had to follow. As Lucifer, as an angel of light, he had to, he had to follow different instructions. You get it? Adam, it was not. God had not said, I'll take away my authority if you do this. There's nothing like that. And the truth is that there is nowhere in the Bible that we see that God ever took away authority from Adam. Nowhere. Like many people think, oh, when he sinned, God took away good things from him. God, no, there is nowhere that he says he took away anything from him. This is even when he's saying, you give and take away. No. The, the way to sing it is, you give us, take away. You get it? Yeah. When you're given, take away, you don't return. You get it? 
you take even the plate you <laughs> yeah but as somebody did it well they said you give and give again yeah that would be better he's not a crow he's not the one who gives and takes away and that's what i'm saying this is very wrong doctrine and many times when we hear somebody put some terms around that and they will preach it and you're like wow they were deep if god took from job God may take from you because he's preparing you for something. If he didn't take this away, maybe the other one would not come. Then the whole church is like, yeah, that guy is deep. You said it. I was even wondering why God took my car. No, he doesn't drive. He has no driving license. He doesn't take. So you see, no matter how I change the voice, no matter how I change the English, if it is wrong, it's wrong. You get it? It's not deep by the English it comes with. It can be deep with broken English. Oshirabi, if it's Bible. Hallelujah. So this is what was given to Adam and Eve. It was unconditional. He didn't say, let them have dominion as long as they do this and this. Yeah? Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish over, of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Hallelujah. We don't see anywhere where he's putting a condition to wit. And I believe this is something that the devil was not happy with. Like, as in, how can they just be loved? And that is why even angels wonder and say, who is man that you are so mindful of him? Who is man? That angels look into these things and they do not understand. And it is so important that we've got into this after us talking about God's love. Because you understanding God's love will help you fully understand how much authority you carry also. Because, see, we've always thought our authority is dependent on certain things that it may not be. Now, the devil comes in, and the devil gets this authority from Adam and Eve. But it is Adam and Eve that gave him the authority. They gave it to the devil. And I believe that is how the devil got the authority that he, that he got now, remember, we say, oh, you see, the devil came when he fell as an angel. He was anointed. So it is that anointing just corrupted. The Bible says when they fell, they were stripped of everything, those angels. Because you see, that's what we are told. Oh, you see, the devil was a musician. You are a musician. You see that anointing? He still came with it. Where? Let them show us in the Bible. Where did he come with that musician's anointing? Since whatever he had, he was kicked out. He was kicked out. He was stripped of all the authority he had. He was stripped of everything that he had. So there is no angelic power that that devil is using today. Oh, he fell with 300 angels. They all have their power. All their power is taken away. So the only authority that the devil was using was authority that Adam had given to him. The authority that had Adam had been given over the earth, over the animals, over everything, that is what the devil took. There was a swap. There was the exchange he gave up when they ate the fruit when they disobeyed god they gave up their place to they sold out to him and when they sold out to him jesus came and when jesus came legally he reversed that legally he reversed that that is why when he died he had to go to hates and get back the keys when did the devil get these keys it is when adam and eve gave them to him and he came and got the keys and made a public spectacle of them. Praise the Lord. So it was legally done. And you see now, 
ours is to enforce that. Uh, you see, like, like uh, how we normally say there are vital truths and there are legal truths, legal and vital truths. And legal means it was already done. Vital, it is established, it, you're living in it today. It is just like uh, I'm married to a Kenyan. You get it? My wife is Kenyan. My daughter is Kenyan. I've stayed in Kenya for, what, six years now. Legal, I should qualify for residence. You get it? But I don't have residence. It's not a vital truth. You get it? On paper, it will show. Ah, you, you're married here. You've been here for these years. Ah, you qualify for residence. I'm not. My passport is stamped at the airport every other time I come in and go out. You get it? So, legal truth, these are things that Christ has attained for us. Now, we have a role to make them vital truths. They that dwell in Zion shall not say, I am sick. I am the righteousness of God. Forgiveness was given. There is no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. But you'll find a Christian suffering with guilt. And you can tell them there is no condemnation. But you see, they are feeling condemned. It is because they have a role to make it vital. But Jesus already did their part. You get it? It is just like for you, you pay for land and do what? You have them press messages and what? Legally, you have everything. You've done everything. But you see, you have to pursue the title deed. And when you get the title deed, now that's a vital truth that you have. So it's true the land is yours. It's true the car is yours. But where is the logbook? You get it? You can drive even a very big car. That You see, I have a car. And everyone can see that you have a car. But they're like, where is the logbook? And you can tell the logbook is smaller than the car. The car is here. Look at the car. I have a car. <laughs> but you see, they'll say the logbook is proof. You get what I'm saying? So... When power is taken away, Jesus came and took away power from the devil. And you see, it tells us in Colossians, he made a public spectacle of them. He showed all principalities, he triumphed over them. He ripped them. The message version said he made them naked and paraded them in the streets. He walked them through the streets naked. Now that's naked without any power, without, you see, when you're naked, you can't pocket. So there is not. <laughs> yeah. So there is nowhere to hide any weapon. There is <laughs> you're naked, stripped. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do in maximum prison and what? Yeah, they strip people of their clothes, splash them with water. Like you're so you say he stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Marched them naked through the streets. How do we read such scriptures and still fear the devil? So somebody will say, but how come people get possessed? How can people get this? It is because they still give the devil authority. As long as you give him authority, like Adam gave him, he will use that authority you've given him. So yours is to make this that we're reading in Colossians 2.15 a vital truth. Make it a reality in your life. Praise the Lord. Now, many Christians today, we go to the other extreme, especially, I know, like, for us here, we talk a lot about, pres about, about present day truth, present reality, new creation reality, we talk a lot about that. We talk about grace. We talk about faith in this ministry. 
And you see, when we talk about the smallness of the devil, at times Christians flip to the extreme end of thinking the devil doesn't exist. Which is, again, a trick of the devil, because he wins that way. So there are many Christians who just think whatever happens in life is just happening. They are humanistic. They don't think there is anything spiritual. You get it? So many Christians would not like to say that, but that is how they live. Any sickness they get, have you seen a specialist? Any, all that depression that is going on, none of them thinks it can be demonic or it can be the devil. They think everything, why did they eat? Why did they do this? Why did they do this? And the devil keeps winning. And you see, we see this right in the ministry of Jesus Christ, that Jesus addressed demonic influence. He, had, he addressed demonic activities. Isn't it amazing that almost 80% of the healings that Jesus did, he drove out a demon? Thou spirit of deafness. Thou spirit of dumbness. You spirit of infirmity. When Peter's mother-in-law was sick, for my Catholic brothers, I'm also Catholic. I'm, I believe in the Universal Catholic Church. And we believe that Peter was the first pope but he was married. I, I'm just not so sure where the order changed, where the Pope stopped being married. Now, when Peter, when, when he was, when he was, when his mother, I don't think he had a mother-in-law before being married. <laughs> when his mother-in-law <laughs> was sick, Jesus rebuked the fever. If he spoke to the fever, he rebuked the fever. You get what I'm saying? We see this in Jesus' ministry. Then we see it also in Acts. It Acts, Acts, Acts 10 what? It says how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit, who went on doing good and, yeah? Acts, Acts 10, 38. Who went on doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Many of those he was healing were oppressed of the devil. And today people get oppressed of the devil because we flipped to the other extreme. We, we take everything as it's just happening. We think everything is just natural. Praise the Lord. Now as Christians we should not be that way. Paul says we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. That's what Paul says. Yet there are those that are ignorant of the devices of the devil. And if you're ignorant of the devices of the devil, you will be hit thoroughly. Yeah? What does he tell us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12? He says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Now, you see, these are the scriptures that have been taken out of context for those who propagate spiritual warfare in the wrong way. Let's pull down whatever is on Nairobi. In the high places. In the high places. You see, high places means places of authority. And it's not just, it's not meaning state house. You see, if you're pulling down like this, then you're saying that yours is not a physical battle, that you're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You get it? Yet it is up there. It's now even beyond physical, it's geographical.
But this is showing us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There is spiritual wickedness in high places. And sometimes high places are here, between your ears. At times that's where high places are. Look at the example that Jesus gives us in Matthew. Peter comes and tells Jesus, Thou art the Christ, Son of the living God. And Jesus is like, flesh and blood have not revealed that to you. In other words, Peter yielded to the Spirit of God. And he got revelation that Jesus is the Messiah. That he's the Christ. Yet a few verses down, Jesus starts speaking about his crucifixion. And Peter comes to him and tells him, come. Didn't you just say, <laughs> I hear from God? A few verses earlier, he told me, it's not flesh and blood. I have something else, still not flesh and blood. Now, Jesus, you're not going to that cross. Be it far from you. Then charged he, the disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto the disciples how many things he must suffer and how he should be killed. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Peter knew his authority, <laughs> saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou severest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. He tells Peter, get behind me, Satan, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Jesus knew that this was not just Peter. There was a wrong spirit speaking through Peter. And you see that somebody will say, how is it possible to be influenced by God and be influenced by the devil? It is here, right here. And why? Because of thinking the thoughts of men. This is why Paul says, you see when he says, this is King James, but sovereignest, not the things of God. It's your thinking, your yeah? You know, to survive, it's like you're testing, you're, but now in your thoughts. Let's read in a simpler version. Let's read that in NLT. I hope it's simpler. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view. Wow, this is so awesome. Point of view, not from God's. Isn't that what happens? This corona, we talk about corona, and we just think about it from a human point of view. As the devil keeps winning. We look at, you know, everything is just looked at that way. Oh, so and so has this disease. It's because of age. You know, it shall come with age. Thinking just as a human being. But he's saying we don't wrestle against. So imagine if Jesus had just thought that Peter was just thinking that if Jesus had just thought that it's just natural, Peter doesn't want to miss Jesus, so he's speaking, he doesn't want him to die like any other good friend, but Jesus was able to see beyond flesh and blood, and he was able to see that this person has yielded to a wrong spirit. There's a wrong spirit speaking through this person. And you see, that is what happens. Many times we look at, we, we, we want to wrestle with flesh and blood, and that is why people will come and say, I know my auntie, she's surely, she's bewitching me. She's, she's doing this to me. She's the one who bewitches everyone. She hates everyone. So who do you start fighting? Your auntie, flesh and blood. 
you don't know that this is Satan behind your auntie. It is Satan you should tell, get behind me, Satan. Because, okay, you will arrest your auntie. You will kill your auntie. It is the same devil. He will come to your brother. And your brother, you're like, you're now acting like my auntie. This is how my auntie used to act. Then you will kill your brother also. Your boss will act that way. Now you're, Why? Because you're ignorant of the devices of the devil. You're attacking the wrong person. So Jesus, instead of attacking Peter, he addressed Satan right away. And the problem was done with. He addressed Satan right away. And this happens a lot in our lives, especially you who are radical. There are testimonies that you're going to have that how many Christians have you seen? The Bible tells us in, in, in James, James 3.16. What does James 3.16 tell us? For where envying and strife is, there is all confusion and every evil work. Every evil work. So at times we wonder why Christians are going through certain things. Why Christians are going through depression. Why Christians are going through some anxiety. Why Christians are... But you see, we give him authority because this is what he's telling us. You're in envy. You're in strife. You have yielded to him. Romans 8 tells us that Whoever you submit yourself to, whoever you yield yourself to, becomes master over you. You become a slave. So when you, you take on envy, you take on strife, you're submitting yourself to the devil. And all evil work can dominate your life because of this that you are doing. And at times people are around us, they're not celebrating us, they're saying funny things about us, and we think they are the problem. How can so-and-so say that about our church? How can so-and-so talk that about me? However Christian they are, they've yielded to the devil. You should be able to see the devil and address the devil. Because as long as you continue hating the person, talking about the person, the devil is winning because that was the purpose that you also submit to the devil. Gossip, it's of the devil. So as long as you start gossiping, you start, you start going in the direction they want you to go, you're also yielding to the devil. So you're now too. He's getting a big army. And now you start wondering why there is a lot of confusion happening in your life. Just why does he say it is good when brethren live together, when they dwell in harmony, in unity. He says, for there the Lord commands a blessing. Why? It is because living in harmony is shutting the door to the devil. And you see there is a commanded blessing that flows in your life during that. And you find normally when you find that the devil attacking a marriage, you'll find that there is a lot of strife that is going on in the marriage. Then some other things will go wrong. The devil attacking a business, you find there is strife that is going on. In a family, there is strife that is going on. And you start seeing, you start seeing sickness in a home, that there was no much sickness. You start seeing different things that you are not seeing in that place. Is it because God brought them? No. It is because we told the devil, here we are, we surrender to you. Come, feel us today. You see, that's what we said. When, because according to James, that's what he's telling us. Yet the opposite is true. What does he tell us in still James? It's James 5.7. What does he say in James 5.7? Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will not tell us in the New Testament to, to resist the devil if the devil was not there. If it was not real. And you see many Christians who look at life as it is just natural. It is just humanistic. They never have opportunity to resist the devil. When sickness comes on their child, they just say, ah, we were told it's the cold season. During this season, children are like this. 
and they just run to the doctor, they run to the specialist. Thank God that he's blessed them with medical cover and what? Praise the Lord. If those things were not there, half of the Christian population would be gone. Because even when the devil comes, we look at it that way. We only look at it as this is just natural. Why did this start happening? Oh, I'm starting to get this skin disease. I think it's because of the sun. We look at everything. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Yeah? I'm not saying that we should start looking at demons everywhere. You see that, that light is flickering. <laughs> That's a devil fighting the service. You see, now there is that extreme also. That's not the extreme. I'm, there are things that are natural. I'm not denying that there are things that are natural. There are things that are natural. You get it? You go, you, you, you stand at the road, you see a speeding car coming, you go stand there, it will hit you. That driver was not demonic. You get what I'm saying? It is you. Unless either you are influenced by the devil in your mind or you didn't respect natural laws. You get it? You jump from this building, you fall down there, you, fracture, you get a fracture. You're not going to say that devil attacks your feet. You get what I'm saying? So when he says submit yourselves therefore to God, we give ourselves because when you submit yourself to God, now you make that authority that is given to you a vital truth. Because authority comes by submission. Now, let me go back a bit and define. Authority is different from power. The power can have power but not authority. When Jesus spoke, the people said he speaks with so much authority like no one we've ever had. The Pharisees always spoke, but they didn't carry such authority. Authority carries influence with it. Power may not necessarily carry that influence. And authority, I would say, would be delegated power. It is power that is delegated to you. So authority is not so dependent on how, how, how big you are. How, you get what I'm saying? It is not so dependent on your status. It's dependent on the status you've been given. Delegated authority, delegated power. It is the same thing. The best example we normally give is traffic officer. You see a traffic officer, catwalking, and nowadays they have blue uniform and white belt. I don't know how to catwalk. <laughs> but you know, she's just so tender. She's a slay queen. And her hand is here. And you know, you feel like without leaving, taking your hands off the steering wheel, you can get her, lower the window, and put her inside and drive away. You get what I'm saying? But you see, she stops you and you stop. <laughs> Why? Because she has authority, not power. If she wasn't in that uniform, you would even be like, well, took us Lake Queen. But <laughs> you see, that authority, that uniform has given her authority and it backs her. She can waste your time as much as she wants. She can stop you, then she starts taking a phone call and scrolling through Facebook, and you will do nothing. You're just there. You get the difference between authority and power. Yeah? So she's been given that power. When you see her, you see Gava. You see the government. You see lawyers. You see the court. You see, you see cell. You see, that's what you're seeing when you're seeing her. You see, some of them, there's a time I was looking at them climbing onto a truck. You see, they put a rope to climb onto a truck. And some of them, that tummy is in the way of, you see, like getting. 
And he starts wondering, okay, if this cop decided to chase me, wouldn't I be running backwards like this? <laughs> Tell him, chase me. <laughs> because I'm, this guy can't climb on their truck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why don't I run? It's because of authority. Why don't you run? It's because of authority. Not power, not how fast he is. Yeah? It is because of authority. You know that it does not end with him. So when we submit ourselves to God, that is how we are. It does not come from how much we've fasted. It does not come from how long we've been in church. It does not come from how many things we've broken. It comes because we are submitted to him. These police officers are submitted to the police of Kenya. And they are adorned with that uniform because they are submitted to the police of Kenya. And the police of Kenya is submitted to the government of Kenya. And that's what gives them authority. If they were not submitted, and you see that time they are not submitted, authority is taken away from them. They use their rifle in a wrong way, authority is taken away from them. You get what I'm saying? They are corrupt and the right measures are followed. That authority is taken away from them because it is received by submission to an authority. That's why he tells us, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. How do we submit ourselves to God? It is by abiding by his statutes, by his principles, believing that what Jesus did on that cross was enough. That is submitting to him. As long as you're thinking that your father or grandfather's generational curse is greater than what Jesus did on the cross, you're not submitting to him. You're not submitting to him. Submission means you agree with what he did. And when we submit to him, this, we see this authority in our lives. He said, in my name you shall cast out demons. In other words, in my place, in my stead. So when you approach demon-possessed demon people or a demon situation, do you come knowing that you're coming in the name of the Lord? If you know that you're coming in the name of Jesus, then you are submitted to him. And you will see those demons driven out. You will see them lose their grip over the situation. Vice versa. We submit ourselves to the devil. How? By yielding to him. And you see, I've seen this a number of times. You see people who step, you know, there are people I know, they stop celebrating things of God. They say, oh, when I plan better and don't tithe, I see my finances doing better. When, when actually I realize that at work, you have to play their game. You get what I'm saying? You, 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 because I realize I waited, we, we, I'm praying, I'm believing for this, and this promotion is not coming, so maybe you have to do what everyone does, you have to bribe. Maybe, you get it, you start hearing such talk. Then you start hearing them offended by testimonies. Somebody is saying, I've not been sick for five years. Who do they think they are? You're submitting to the devil, you're an agent of the devil. Because it's only the devil who celebrates that. Who doesn't celebrate somebody being healed? Even doctors will celebrate. You get what I'm saying? But you see, you hear Christians do that. Who do they think they are? Who do they think they are? When you share your testimony, they don't know that they've submitted themselves to the devil. And you see, you not knowing that you're in battle does not mean you're, in, you're not in battle. It just means you're going to lose. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't care whether you, you, whether, whether you believe that we're on fifth floor or not. Jump out. Eventually you will tell. You get it? It is just like how atheists will say, there is no God. Let me tell you, them saying there is no God, it doesn't remove him. You see, at times they think that the more we argue, if we argue so much and we allow, we feel social media, we will eradicate God. 
You think that the more you say it, God will disappear. No. And one day you're going to be shocked because one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So there is a day some atheists are going to say, Jesus, your Lord, <laughs> when it's too late for some of them. They don't repent. So either you acknowledge it right now or you acknowledge it on the wrong side one day. But it is there. So it's the same thing with being in a battle. So you see, you may think, I just don't like that person. They are too much. Ever they are just talking about God. They are just talking about this. You don't know you're yielding to the devil. And strife is there. Envy is there. And all works of evil. You're going to start seeing them come. And I've seen that like I'm telling you. See a family where you never used to see sicknesses. Sicknesses start coming. And you see when they come, because they yielded to the devil, they are already so blind that they think everything is natural. So this child is falling sick. This grandma is falling sick. This one is falling sick. Something that has not been happening, but they're like, I think it's because of the weather. Ah, the doctor has told us it's become rampant nowadays. The doctors, it's what Jesus is telling Paul, Peter. You think just like a mere human. You see things merely in the human perspective. That is how you're seeing things. If you start seeing things beyond the human perspective, you will live a very happy life you will live a very victorious life. Because there are things you're not going to see in your life. Praise the Lord. I told you, I suffered from sinusitis right when I was young. Big deal, I'm there, you know. Like, and it affected me. I had frontal sinuses. So it affected me, and it would affect my sight. It would affect how I breathe. It would affect, it would affect many things. And you see, we go to hospital, we go, how did it end? By realizing that the devil doesn't have authority over me. And you see, like two years ago, it had come back in a different world. And this is after more than 10 years, more than how many years? And you go to hospital. And during that time, I saw things. I saw how I had just opened up myself to the devil. And you just say, oh, you see, it's natural. And that's how it stopped. And that's how I know I'm not going to be sick. You know, there are things somebody would say, ah, it's a coincidence. Uh, you know, uh, selling, our daughter is celebrating one year on Wednesday. That was Wednesday. Thursday. On Thursday. And... She's never been sick. She's never been in hospital. Not even a running nose. Not even during. And you see somebody will say, oh, sometimes that happens. You see, children are different. For hours, we know it's not. It's because we took authority right from when she was born. It is, so it's true for some others. It may be natural. This one, ours, we are sure. Because there are times we even saw the devil knock. And we refused. That is how we know. So your wife didn't go through postpartum depression and what? It is because of the authority we know. Then we are living a good life. You get it? Oh, your business has not gone down with corona and what? It is because of the authority that we know. We've seen the devil know. So you can keep leaving things to fate. You're in a battle you don't know that you're in. You will still lose it. You don't need to know that you're in it for you to lose. You get what I'm saying? And you can choose to submit yourself to God. And get to know that not everything that happens is just natural. Then you will see yourself emerge victorious. You wake up and you're just gloomy. You're sad with everyone. Go back and reevaluate re yourself. Say, devil, no, you're not taking my joy. But you say, I don't know. Today she's just gloomy. You see, it's just mood swings. It's just because you see that devil will always give you a natural option so that you're convinced it's okay. You're convinced it's okay. 
I believe when the disciples cast out the demon from that man and the demon didn't leave because he cast himself in fire, he, I'm sure if Jesus was not to show up in that situation, they would have been told, this is normal. It's, it's just, you see, it's, it's, it's uh, cerebral malaria. It's, it's something. You get it? This, this boy is just, it's not a demon. You see, the disciples tried. This is a natural. You see a specialist. Jesus didn't come and see those things. He came and actually rebuked them for not casting out the demon. This boy was mad. He called it the lunatic spirit. Spirit of lunacy is what was in this boy. So he was mad, but Jesus didn't just say, maybe it's a mental thing. Was he ever hit by a car? Was, was, did this happen to him? No. He just said, be silent, you demon, come out. And the demon came out. Jesus didn't just look at it as. So how much victory, how much joy, how much blessing do we forfeit by just looking at things just as natural? Your money is just taken. Your boss is just mad at you every day. They are doing everything. And you're just mad at your boss. You just apply for another job. What if that's the job that God had intended for you? That's why you, but you see, you just run away because your boss is. What if you say, sir, and get behind me? You get to know that this is not your boss. The devil is not happy that you have that job. And definitely there is no one as influential in that workplace to work through other than your boss. So instead of attacking or getting annoyed with your boss, and years later you're still talking about your boss, I had a very bad boss, I had a very bad boss. If you had dealt with it, your boss, imagine if Jesus had said, Peter is a very bad guy. Imagine he didn't want me to go to the cross. The very reason I came, Peter, you're off my team. You get it? They say, okay, I've given you another chance. Come back. You've again denied me, Peter. You're... We will not have Peter the apostle. We will not be reading the writings of Peter. But Jesus knew to see beyond Peter. He knew that Peter had yielded to something. And Jesus could deal with it. And not let the devil have power over him as Jesus. And yet set Peter free. So sometimes that boss of yours who is being ugly. It is you who will set him free. Your position will be established in that workplace. And you'll have peace in your workplace. And your boss will also be set free. You'll be so amazed at how your boss is different. You'll be so amazed at how your dad is so different. You'll be so amazed when you stop leaving things to fate. And you see, we come and say, we cry, oh God, please do this, please do this. The truth is that authority has been given to us. There is nothing more that God is going to do. Come down with your power. Oh, we say, uh, let God arise, his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. He rose, praise the Lord. Many years ago, now he tells you, his light is risen upon you. It's your time to shine. It's you. It is not him. It is not him. He did his part. He tells us in Deuteronomy 8.18, he tells us it is him who gives us power to make wealth. God is not going to, please God, give us wealth, give us wealth. He's put at, in the Bible, there are many principles. You submit to them and wealth will flow your way. God is not going to drop it. It's not just going to be dropping from heaven. You submit yourself. So when you see the devil touch your money, you don't just cry to God. You take authority. He said, devil, first of all, I'm a tither. Yeah? I, I, my resources are just for the kingdom. You're playing with the wrong, the wrong number. You get what I'm saying? You see, just like on earth when there's authority, there are wrong numbers to play with, with authority. You get it? There's somebody who is killed and the president will not even talk about it. You know what I'm saying? There is somebody who will be injured and it is national news. Because they are special to somebody who is in authority. Now you see, when you realize the kingdom you come from, you are known. 
There is a way you will address the devil from that perspective of I am known. I'm an ambassador of the kingdom. Devil, mine is to cast out demons. Mine is to heal the sick. This sickness you're trying to put on me, you will pay. And you see, it's too late. I know it's going, but it's too late. You're going to pay anyway. I'm not going to change. It's not that when you leave, I'm going to say you will not pay. You're going to pay. You see, he gets to know, and that's what I'm saying, like even about finances. You know, my finances are, I'm a kingdom-minded person. I'm a kingdom-minded person. That promotion was meant to be mine, and I know it very well. God spoke about it. There's confirmation, and those people are delaying to sign those things. Devil, I know it is you. I know it is you. Take your dirty hands off my money, and you release it. Don't look at everything. You know, people look at, you love things of the world more than you love God. Don't you think you're yielding yourself? And it does not mean you're demon-possessed. It does not mean you're demon-oppressed yet. But you see, you've given inroads to the devil. You get it? And at times it's by what we, you see, you, 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 you want to watch some things more than you love the word of God. You say, look, who is priority? But you see, at times we are wondering, why is this happening in my life? Why is this happening in my life? We gave the devil opportunity. We gave him a leeway. Whoever you submit yourself to. I like Rodden Howard, the wife said this. He said, if you don't want, if you don't want adultery in your home, in your marriage, if you don't want immorality in your home, don't bring it in as entertainment. You get what I'm saying? And people are there, married people watching the most extracted things. And then they're wondering why their husband is cheating on them, why their wife is cheating on them. They submitted themselves. And it is because you just look at things as natural. Why did you stop loving me? Don't I cook well? Don't I do this? You see, we forget. These people have yielded to a certain authority, which is not the authority of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yet you as a child of God, God is excited whenever the devil tries to come at you because God knows that you're going to show him. You're going to whip that devil. And he will report about it. He will say, I'm sorry, I'll not do it again. <laughs> yeah? You know that God is excited. Then when he shows up, God hears us say like, you see it's normal. In this time of marriage, it's normal to have an affair. In this, in, at this age, when somebody starts getting money like this, yeah, they forget about their wife. When somebody, and you see, we just think mere human way of thinking. And you see, that's how the devil thrives with many things that happen. You just think it's just in the natural. It's just in the natural. Take authority over that. You have people in your home, every time you want to share the word of God, they are so resistant to the word of God. Who do you think you are? You're the home pastor. You're pretending you're a man of faith. You're pretending you're this. Don't get mad at them. Deal with the devil. Go to your room and say, Satan, get behind me. You have no place in this home. One day you're going to see them wake up. And they're like, by that thing you are sharing, can we share? At this moment I have, you know, Pastor Benjamin, Jatha, and the wife. As they were preparing for their wedding, there was one uncle from Monday's side. They were making things hard. We want this much dowry. Like they were just making many demands. So these are the, so they are like, hey, this has happened. So that day, we decided to pray. They decided to pray also. So they prayed. 
That night, that guy had an encounter. The next day, he called the committee, all those people were so he's like, no, we don't want anything from these people. He, everything changed. So you see, time would be wasted thinking this uncle is evil, he's not a believer, he's just demanding, and the devil would be winning. You're getting mad at the uncle. Instead of seeing that there's an influence behind him, and you can deal with that influence behind him. And he dropped it like that from one extreme to another extreme. And I've seen that happen a lot. I've seen people get born again. I've told you about my friend that I was with in, in college who just used to attack me about everything, make fun. Oh, you're going to, you know, when people would get slain, it's like, you push people. And they, whenever he sees the power of God, he would just make fun of me about everything, about everything. But you see, I loved him. I would invite him for dinner when I prepare. I, would, I just loved him. But you see, I prayed for him. Break that veil of blindness over his eyes. Whatever the devil has used to blind him from this light of the gospel. And I'm telling you, he got born again. He came to me. He started speaking in tongues. He came to me. He's like, this is so. Then, a few years ago, he was a leader. So he was inviting me for a conference to preach in a conference somewhere. But you see, it would just be like, hate him, hate him. Because that's what the devil wants. He wants you to hate them. So he will hide behind them so that you don't locate him as the real enemy. We only have one enemy, and it is the devil. It is not human beings. It is not people. Praise the Lord. So some of these things we've taken for granted, some of these things we've taken as just natural happenings, as just, where did my fire go? I used to love reading the Bible. I used to love doing this. I used to love doing this. At times it is because you've opened a certain door to the devil. You just started slowly by slowly. Your time, you know this time I'm meant to be praying, you said, ah, but let me just watch this. Let me just do this. And eventually, he is master over you. You know the right thing to do, but you can't even do it. You see how you've be, he's become master over you. And the truth is that the devil doesn't get anyone to do anything. He doesn't have that much power. He only tempts you. It is yours to say yes. The devil doesn't get anyone to do anything. He can't force anyone to do anything. So, but the more you submit yourself to him, the more irresistible he seems. Just like we submit ourselves to God. You see, the more you submit yourself to God, the more you're just in the things of God. You submit yourself to God, you start when you don't feel like, you say, every morning I'm going to wake up and pray. I'm going to do soul winning. I'm going to do this. Eventually, it just becomes part of your life. It becomes irresistible. It becomes so hard for you to do anything contrary to what God says because you kept submitting yourself to him. So the more you also submit yourself to the devil, you see things happening in your life and you just take them for granted. And you think one day you recover. You know, there are many Christians who think that way. I've seen Christians who stopped going to church. They stopped fellowshipping. And they're like, ah, you see this season we are busy with work. Then after some time, they say, ah, we will just be watching online. Then after some time, they're like, ah, we have a party with workmates. They come back drunk. They're like, ah, it was just one day. It was just, even Jesus made wine. Then, you get what I'm saying? Then eventually you look at the road they've trailed and you're like, wow, when did you fall off? It's just been a series of things, a series of things, a series of things. Because the devil does not want you to open a gate. He just needs a ventilator like this. He's not waiting for you to open a gate for him and say, come in. 
just a small ventilator like that. Yeah. So when you say, oh, you see, I'm, 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 I'm in this state. I'm, I'm, I'm a newly married woman. I was told mood swings are okay. You've, you've opened that door for him. Your marriage is going to be ugly. Every day you're going to be mad at your children. You're going to be mad at your husband. You're going, they, because there's always going to be reason for the devil to work. You're always going to be giving him reason to work. You get what I'm saying? In your business, it's going to be the same thing. Because you're like, yeah, they've told me this season is low. They've, it may be true. But submit yourself to God. What does he say? When there is a casting down, we'll say there is a lifting up. Where if you believe that, you're submitting yourself to God. You're submitting yourself to God. Ah, this my son, he will never change. Do you know what he's doing? You're submitting yourself to the devil. And it's true, he will never change. Because it is you who can give the devil authority. No one else. So you've already declared your son as one who will never change. But you see, you can say, devil, you don't have my son. These things that you're doing, don't think they're scaring me. That son will preach the gospel. That son is going to be a very different person. And you're submitting yourself to God because you're going in line with what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Uh, let's not look at life just as natural. As we go on with the teaching, we are going to see that, definitely we, we are going to see that I don't want us to go to the other extreme, which you know, we are not here and we don't want that you just see devils in everything. Hey, this is triple six. Hey, this is... Many people who do that don't know their authority because it is out of fear. They sit there and they're like, wow, I didn't pray for that car seat. And you pray, you already sat. You see, they eat food and they're like, oh, we didn't pray. God cleanse even down in the stomach. God cleanse even down in the stomach. Demon conscious more than your God conscious, more than you're conscious of the power of God. That is not right. Praise the Lord. But the other extreme is also wrong. For you to think that whatever is happening in life is just fate. Whatever is happening in life just should happen. You will not live a victorious life. You will live below the standard that God has for us. He says he's like a roaring lion. Roaring. Seeking for whom he may devour. He may. So he can't devour everyone. He's looking for one who will give him a permission to be devoured. And then he was detoothed. So all he can do is to roar because he has no teeth there. He can't bite. Yeah, but when you present yourself and you feel like, wow, well, he's going to bite me, he's going to bite me, he will swallow you. <laughs> then when you're there in that time, you will discover, actually, he didn't bite. He just swallowed me. <laughs> okay, let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word. 